This is Pierre Bouvier, lead singer of the band Simple Plan. I could sing a song for you, Wine 30, with Andrew and Lindsay. Here we go. Andrew and Lindsay hosting Wine 30. Andrew and Lindsay. Through all the best and many more years to come tonight. I'm just a kid. Many more years to come. Peace. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wine 30. Today, Andrew is drinking something a little bit different for the podcast, which is a Meadow Moon Chardonnay. I know Chardonnay is one of the most popular wine varietals, but we don't drink a lot of Chardonnay on the podcast. This one's really good. Sweet. I know the tasting notes say, a touch of cream, smooth as butter, and a dry, fruity profile. Yeah. I don't like it when my Chardonnay says like cream corn. Yeah. I just like... I don't like them too oaky. I don't like them too buttery. I don't like them too creamy. I'm like a steel barrel Chardonnay type of person, but very few places use steel barrels. But they said, well, that, I don't mind a little bit of oak in my Chard. Just has to be done right. Yeah, they said this is a very like nostalgic Chardonnay. Okay, because Chardonnay became very popular in like the '90s, and they're like, this is like your typical '90s Chardonnay. Chardonnay always reminds me of those people who like barely open their mouths when they talk and they're like oh yes no chardonnay reminds me of like whenever the real housewives like any of them ever go out to like lunch they always ask for like a glass of chardonnay like i just imagine like middle-aged housewives drinking chardonnay right um they do suggest this with a caprese salad mac and cheese or tofu tempura Hmm. which makes sense yeah i feel like caprese probably is good good a good shard because all the cheese you think probably be pretty good pizza wine too for like a uh, arugula like artichoke well caprese is what basil mozz tomato feta like anything that has that type of like light greek salady mixture cool where would you consume this you mm. like at brunch with middle-aged housewives mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know i don't know where i'd consume it you're like right here, right now. I don't really drink shards, so it's hard for me to say where I best I feel like a good... Could be anywhere, you know? I don't know. You're like, whenever I'm in the mood for a shard, it's decent. Yeah, it's not like the best shard I've ever had, but it's decent. Yeah, this was part of the Costco advent calendar. We're still working on that calendar. I know, we're so. slow. And then I was like, you know what? We've had this Chardonnay, like, chilling, like, ready to go for quite some time. We should just open it yep okay so what we have been watching since wednesday's episode you hit us with the first alice in border alice in borderlands yeah it's okay it's not that good but if you just wanted something on the background it's okay that's not what i thought you were gonna say oh we went and saw john wick yeah the new john wick 4 which i've like seen bits and pieces of the other john wicks i'm not like a huge um like John Wick franchise person. I do I do enjoy Keanu and I actually feel like Lawrence Fishburne and like the other like secondary characters are pretty good too. Um it's just like a lot of action for me personally. It was movie. like really lived up to the con- or the uh John Wick legacy of violence. Yeah. They kept that theme 
They're like minimal plot, lots of violence. The plot wasn't bad, per se. It was just not a lot of plot for a three-hour-long movie. Kill everyone until you get to the top. Like, kind of revenge-y, sort of. You have to remember, like, the whole point of the John Wick movies is that they killed his his dog. His wife, too, right? Well, they killed his wife, and then he was like, I don't want anything to do with this. And then they killed the dog his wife has gifted him. Oh, so then he's really upset that because just, it's like, the wife and the dog. The edge. It was like, he was teetering, you know? Yeah. And then now he's, you know, four movies later. Which there was some, like, dog violence in this movie, like, where there was, like, a dog trained to, like, attack people or whatever. I don't like it. I don't Which, like it when they train dogs or attack dogs to hurt people or... Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes gave the movie a 96%. Oh, I really like it when they train dogs to find people in, like, survival situations. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, we trained our dog to, like, look through rubble to see. Or, like, if I get injured, he knows what to do in this situation yeah, to get like, help. Yeah, I like or... that type of training. I don't really like it when you train your dog to attack someone's genitals. Yeah. Which is exactly what they did in this movie. Yeah. Luckily, it was just a CGI dog. So, like... Rotten Tomatoes gives it 96%. What percentage would you give the movie as a John 100 fan? Tomatoes. You'd give it 100 Tomatoes? I don't know. I'm Probably just, not. It's too vi- a little too violent for me at this point. I feel like I'm getting soft. I'm just curious, like, as a John Wick fan, like, what you would rate it. I thought his lines were, like, kind of so-so. Consequences. Consequences. <laughs> that was his best line. <laughs> <laughs> In the last, like, five minutes, right? Yeah, like he does do most of his own... Um, stunts. Stunts, which I'm like, there dang. Were... He was rocking the nunchucks for a second. I was like, dang, Keanu picked up nunchuck. There caught. were parts of this movie that I were was just like, this is so unbelievable. Because if you were hit by that many cars... Plus or he's like, older, right? Whatever, like, there is no freaking way. If you fell down that many stairs, there is no way that you would just be, like, getting up and being fine. Well, like, yeah... It's like mind over matter. I don't want to spoil anything. So like his mind was so strong that he could just keep going till the very end. Um, personally as a non-action person, I would have rated the movie closer to like a 50%. 50. Because like the actors, most of the actors were decent. That's not fair though. Because like, what if they were playing Gossip Girl and a bunch of acts and junkies came and watched Gossip Girl and they're like, eh. No, then I would expect like them 30. to read it low. I'm saying for someone who doesn't like the genre, if you like, if you prefer to go see a rom-com, you're probably not going to give it a 96%. Yeah. That's why I was wondering what you would rate it as someone who actually. I would give it like at least 80. It's at least a B. It's so long and the action is just so consistent. The cinematography was pretty good. Yeah. They did have some weird stuff that didn't make a lot of sense. Like there was a blind guy that had skills that who could like, shoot a wouldn't gun. even be possible. Like he was like a blind know. guy who could shoot a gun accurately every <laughs> shot. Yeah, he's like more accurate than somebody. And who wasn't he was blind. sword fighting, and like he was doing like a whole bunch of stuff, and it was just like, but you have a guy that can see playing a blind guy, so it's like, I don't know. It felt a little. Well, weird. the guy who's playing the blind guy was uh, Ip Man. From the movie. Well, yeah. Ip Man. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, he's like a martial artist. They got the right guy. It's just weird that he was blind. Speaking of blind, I've been watching the new season of Love is Blind. You're like, he's so dangerous that 
they had to make him blind. Otherwise, he would just ruin the whole movie. (laughs) Anyway, Love is Blind. Okay. Yeah. New season just came out. So that's what I've been getting into. I'm really, I just love that show. Yeah. It's like a good social experiment reality TV. Um, What I've been reading, I had finished Georgie all along, which was like a good rom-com-y type book. And then Batgirls Volume 1. Nice. Not just Batgirl, but Batgirls. Multiple. Yeah, there's three. Wow. Well, technically two Batgirls and the original Batgirl becomes the Oracle. So what, they like cloned them or? No, um, there's been like several different Batgirls throughout like the DC comics, like there was Cassandra and there was Barbara and like, you know, what, how so kind of like is Batgirl's role like kind of supposed to be like Batman's daughter, whereas like Robin she's, Hood is she's the like, commissioner's daughter. Right. But what is what is her part in like the whole Dark Knight thing? She's like kind of works with them as a sidekick sometimes, but she's, she's kind of sidekick, she's yeah. just kind of like a vigilante on her own doing her own crime fighting. So she's yeah. like Catwoman. Um, no, cause she doesn't really like do any evil stuff. Got it. But she does like accidentally destroy things sometimes because she's like, like the police are always after her cause they're like, Oh, all this damage was done because little do they know <laughs> yeah. Gordon's daughter. Um, so Barbara Gordon, the commissioner's dar- daughter becomes the Oracle, which then she's like in charge of these two, like new bat girls that are younger. And she's, like, and, um, integrated with the computer. And she's, like, always, like, oh, there's this thing at this place at this yeah. time. Like, this is what you need. She's kind of, like, almost like an Alfred-type role mm-hmm. um, in this one. So it's kind of cool. And then what have you been reading? I finished Sweet Tooth. Cool. Are you going to try the show or are you just going to I'm not going to try the show because I feel like the graphic novel just kind of summed it up for me. And some things should just be left alone. Well, it's just really dark and I get the story and I do think it deserves all the hype, but I also don't really need another dose of it. Cool. Um, what I've been listening to, I started listening to the Living Lizzie podcast, which is um, Matt or the kid who played Matt and the girl that played Claire on Lizzie McGuire back in the early 2000s. They started a podcast Oh, kind of. Re or like recapping the behind the scenes of each episode and talking about like, oh, the first time that we were noticed in public or the like behind the scenes of working at Disney and like things like that. Um, and it's kind of cool because they weren't like the main main characters of that show. So it's kind of cool to see. Yeah. A not main character talking about what it was like to work for Disney. For sure. So I mean, I've been enjoying it. Nice. I haven't really been listening to anything new. Same old, same old. Same old. And... We haven't been playing anything new, but Andrew's sister is coming over later today, and we have some board games we haven't tried out yet, so maybe. Organ Attack. We have tried Organ Attack. I do enjoy that game. Yeah. But we have, like, Here to Slay and Casting Shadows and stuff she may want to dive into. We'll nice. see. Okay. Um, so that is it for what we've been watching, reading, listening to. We are going to take a quick break to talk about this week's sponsor, and we'll be back with those hot topics. So I've been sleeping on this Blissey pillowcase, and let me tell you, I did not know that a pillowcase had anti-aging qualities. And who knew that a better pillowcase is all you need for better sleep? Let's talk about practicing self-care while you sleep. 
You can set yourself up with Better Sleep with Blissey's award-winning 100% Mulberry Silk pillowcases. Seriously, silk is what's best for your hair and your skin. It reduces frizz, tangles, and prevents breakage. That's because it keeps the moisture in your hair and keeps your skincare products and natural moisture on your skin. While cotton like literally absorbs it off of your face, silk does the opposite. You can say goodbye to wrinkles, dry, and flaky skin and all that red skin in the morning and wake up with healthier and shinier hair that won't take you an hour to fix. Blissey's pillowcases regulate temperature, keeping you cool at night. Seriously, the entire pillow is cool to the touch. No more sweaty nights spent tossing and turning as you search for the cool side of the pillow. Blissey's pillowcases are made of 100% mulberry silk, which is naturally hypoallergenic, so you can sleep more comfortably without itching or rashes. And unlike other silk pillowcases, these are the highest quality silk and are machine washable and durable. And they make the absolute perfect gift to give when you're looking for a gift for basically any occasion. Who doesn't love a gift that they didn't know that they even needed? So I have the pillowcase in pink and the eye mask, and Andrew has a pillowcase in black with the matching eye mask. And these things are so comfy. And like I was saying earlier, it's nice to not have to like look for a cool side of the pillow. I know I've been like burning up because I am pregnant and that just happens. And it's nice to be like, ooh, I can set my face on something like nice and cool and soft. So everybody that I know loves them. They have a ton of different prints and colors and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. And like I said, men love them too. Andrew loves his. They have over 1 million raving fans, and you could be next. Try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissy.com slash wine30 and get an additional 30% off. That's B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com slash wine30 and use code wine30 to get an additional 30% off. Your skin and hair will thank you. We are back with, with some quick and hot topics. Yes, we are. So we're going to start off with a more personal topic my pregnancy i'm now 36 weeks pregnant 36 big three three oh 36 36 36 um which i was born at 36 weeks so that's kind of like a crazy thing to think about um so my questions for you what are you most nervous about which part with the baby or the pregnancy or any of that the last little home stretch here uh well just everything in general he's like everything makes me nervous i try not to think about it honestly uh what are you most excited about um it's gonna be cool to have like a little me running around like something that looks like you yeah a little mini me you're like, I'm just going to boop his nose all the time. Just no, I mean, like, you know, go camping, get a little mini me running around. <laughs> I'm like so curious to see how much hair this kid has when he's born. Because uh-huh. they have this like old wives tale that if you have really bad acid reflux or a heartburn, that your baby will be born with like a lot of hair okay. on its head. And I'm like, we both have a lot of hair. So the chances of our kid being born with like a lot of hair is pretty high. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm also excited to see what name Andrew ends up picking. Oh yeah, you are. Andrew's like, that's what I'm most nervous about is picking that name. It's going to be Toki. Um, our child's name is Toki. Toki Doki. (laughs) Um, so then my last questions are, when do you think the baby will be born? 
I've been having people guess, so I'm curious date-wise. Uh, 38 and a half weeks. So uh, two weeks from now? Yeah. I don't even know what the date is at that point. Actually, that's, I think, very similar to what my mom had guessed. Or within, within a week. Um, do you have a size estimate, poundage? Uh, yeah. He's like 10 pounds. 8.7 <laughs> Two five nine pounds. Okay, you're it's like pretty, pretty precise. You're like under nine pounds, but more than eight pounds. <laughs> um, I have a feeling he'll be somewhere between upper sevens to mid eights. We'll see. He could just plump up here real fast and be like, "Now I'm twelve pounds." Could be. He won't fit in his little coming home outfit. He'll be too chunky. We'll see. Um, okay. So now on to some other newsworthy topics. Twitter is getting rid of blue check marks for celebrities. No more verification for celebrities. So their pages will look that. like everybody else's. And the only way they can keep their blue check marks is to pay for them. But then it just doesn't even prove that it's them. It just shows that they paid for a blue check mark. Because so how do you feel? How do you feel checkmark. about it? You probably have to go through some. No, they have like fan pages and just random things that have been getting blue check marks. Anyone can get a blue check mark. So while Instagram like checks people's IDs and they're like makes sure it matches like their tax things and like all of this stuff, Twitter's just like anyone can have one. You just got to pay eleven dollars a month. But people have been getting bullied for paying that eleven dollars a month for a blue check mark because right now it tells you the difference between. A celebrity with a blue check and someone who paid for one. So soon it's going to be only people that pay for them. So they're going to get bullied more for having the blue check. So they're like, oh, if you don't want to get bullied for having a blue check, you can hide your blue check mark. And it's like, well, okay. okay, So how do you tell if it's really a famous person? You can't. You're not going to be able to tell anymore. That's so dumb because the whole point of the blue check is to tell. The whole point. They like somebody's real. I'm like, if you wanted to make something for people that subscribe to your thing, like do a different color check mark. Be like, you get a green check mark when you sign up for this, or you get a. Are people just going to make a bunch of Elon Musk accounts? Well, he's blocked people from doing that. Oh, really? Yeah. How has he done that? Well, unless they write that it's a parody account, they have to put in their thing that it's a parody. Or just change his name slightly. Because like Kathy Griffith and people were like making fake Elon Musk accounts or like changing their profile photo and stuff and doing tweets and then they all got banned. And then he reinstated them eventually. It's the only thing he knows how to do. (laughs) But basically Twitter is going in the crapper even deeper. So... I'm just curious how that's all going to go down. I don't think it's going to work very well. Um, The Trump's New York court hearing was delayed because of bomb threats. So they have not come to a conclusion in that court hearing yet. Because, you know, I'm assuming it was Trump supporters that called in bomb threats. Wow. Um, Kanye West, no longer an anti-Semite. He watched Jonah Hill in 21 Jump Street and then said that Jonah Hill made him like Jewish people again. Okay. And he no longer hates the Jews. Is Jonah Hill Jewish? Yeah. Oh, okay. But, you know, watching 21 Jump Street just, you know, 
made him see the light and realize that not all Jewish people are terrible people. Yeah. So (laughs) only the ones that are running around going, I'm Jewish. Well, and then he clarified, he's like, I let two bad Jews make me think I hated all Jews. Oh gosh. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, if it wasn't for like all this anti-Semitic talk, I wouldn't even really notice people's like, I would notice people are different, but I wouldn't be like, you're a Jew or you're not a Jew I like or whatever. I literally could not even tell you how many of my friends were Jewish or not Jewish growing up. Like, I never was asking people, like, are you Jewish? Are you Catholic? Are you Mormon? Like, what's your religious whatever thing? Or where's your family from? Are you considered Jew? Like, I don't remember ever asking anyone or even knowing if someone was Jewish or not. That's sad. You don't know if your friends are Jewish? Well, I mean... <laughs> Um, my friend Jessica's like part Jewish, yeah, but like, which I know because she talked about it, but like, I didn't even think about it for the first 10 years of our friendship. Like, well, I have Jewish friends from high school, but they don't even, they're not like, yeah, I do all the Jewish stuff. They're just like, I was born this way. You know, like I didn't, I don't like go to bar mitzvahs and do all that. Like I just was born from a Jewish family or whatever so well it's like i don't go around asking everybody like oh are you christian do you go to church every week do you go to church sometimes bad christian do you go to church on christmas do you go to church on easter like i'm like i don't like i don't know maybe that's just me um well you can be jewish and not go to like i know it's the thing yeah can you be christian and not go to church yeah so that's the thing thing. Yeah. yeah so desantis sent undercover agents to a drag show and they found that there were no lewd acts, no exposure, no laws broken. And DeSantis still doesn't believe his undercover cops that he sent in, that there was no genitalia exposed. And uh, he wants to have the liquor license of the place taken away. Why would they expose their genitalia? That's not even... That's not even part of drag? Yeah. It's not even but part But that's of what drag. DeSantis thinks happens. He's like, everyone's exposing genitalia, giving blowjobs in front of children, and it's like, that is not what happens that's at a drug even, show, dude. <laughs> that's not even part of it. Like, that's so fun. That then, guy needs to go watch some. And then uh, when he sent the undercover agents and they said nothing like that was going on, he doesn't believe his people that he sent in there. What's that drag show? Um, RuPaul's Drag he Race. He needs to go watch some RuPaul. He should. He needs to be on RuPaul's Drag oh Race gosh. when they do the celebrity ones yeah. where it's the undercover celebrities. Like, get DeSantis on there and make him dress up and make him compete. And then maybe he'll have some respect for the Maybe the he'll craft. get some extra votes from that. Maybe. He probably would, honestly. Um, so Idaho will allow firing squad as an alternative execution method. Wow. That's yeah. really digressing to a new low. <laughs> <laughs> it's like back to World War II behavior. You're like, you're squads. on a death row. Would you like to die by lethal injection or by firing squad? Huh. I guess um, it's one way to get through your death row inmates. I mean. Get them all at once. Would they just line up like 10 of them and just. That's how they do it. It's super messed up. Man. Uh, speaking of messed up, a New York City judge, Gregory Locke, he's only 33 years old, was fired for his side hustle as an OnlyFans star, and he was, like, posting throughout his day as a judge on his OnlyFans. Huh. I don't know. Judges are supposed to be civil servants, aren't they? But he would be like, I'm currently 
at work doing parking citations or whatever, he's like, what kind of porn should I watch on my break? Oh my God. And then like posting stuff like that and then posting videos and photos and like, but he made it very clear what his job was on his OnlyFans page. It's not like he was like doing an incognito, like not showing his face kind of thing. It was like, he made it very clear who he was yeah, and what his job was. Huh. But, you know, I guess since he got fired, he's making even more money on his OnlyFans now. How's he doing that? Well, because now people are curious about his OnlyFans, so they're paying the $12 a month to have Or does he just have more time to devote? Well, now he has more time to devote to it, too, I guess. Nice. I don't know what this guy looked like because I didn't even, like, look up his photo because I was like, I don't want to know what pops up when you Google this guy. Um, But, you know, he gave up life as a judge to be a... Essentially, a priorities, star, you know, so. got to have your priorities, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, he was making $60 an hour and now he's making whatever he can make off of his nude photos and videos. So how is he doing nude photos? Well, that's what his OnlyFans is about, right? Yeah. I mean, I think our like court system is needs a overhaul anyway. Which so. they basically dinged him for like unethical like side job <laughs> it's funny that they can ding him for that but they can't ding some of these like people that are really unethical well like you have people like matt gates that are sleeping with underage girls yeah and like he's still in office right like or what's the guy that just lied to like everybody still in office george santos, george santos. Yeah. santos. yeah it's like that guy lied about every detail of his campaign and how could you even think that he was telling the truth about anything he said he was going to work Well, on? even if you just look at his age, when he says, oh, during 9-11, I was running this company. And I was like, you were freaking literally 12 years old. You were running that tech company at 12 years old. You were running Microsoft mm-hmm. at 12 years old. Mm-hmm. That's that's interesting. That's really <laughs> great. Like, Tell me more about your startups. It like wasn't Microsoft, <laughs> but it was some other big startup like sure. that. And you're like... You were literally in sixth grade, like working for Elon. You're like, Oh, were you, we should get in touch with them because that's child labor. Well, that was the thing is like, he kept saying things where it was like, then they'd follow up with the school he talked about or the job he talked about. And they're like, he never worked here. Mm -hmm. He never went to school here. What? Like, yeah. Somehow that guy's still in office, dude. So that's all I have for hot topics for today. Well, I think that's a great place to wrap it up then. Yeah. So we will talk to you on Wednesday for even more news, more highlights and more fun.